So, yo, what up, Trevor? Trace, right? Hello. Yeah, I'm, yep. I'm here, man. So, what's up, the MMA Diaries? What's up, man? Not much, my doing? man. How's uh the weather in uh SoCal right now? Uh, it's good, sunny outside. Nice, man. Yeah, where I'm here, dude, it's a, a little uh, chilly right now, but... Damn. Always a good day to do a podcast, right? Yeah. All right, my man. So, you want to introduce yourself quick to the audience? Just a quick little introducing, man. All right. Uh, I'm the MMA Diaries on Instagram. Um, Hell yeah. All right. Posts about fights, fight breakdowns, memes, news, all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Hell yeah. All right. So, for everyone listening today, this is going to be the second post- podcast of Blast Fight Life. And, of course, we got our special guest here. Uh, with that being said, we have a few topics we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about Brunson Holland fight. We're going to talk about Misha Tate, the lightweight title picture, Sean O'Malley. Lots of good topics. Mm-hmm. So, do you want to get us started, man? What topic yeah, would you think, like to uh, talk first? I think we should get into uh, Brunson versus Holland. Versus, uh, or yeah, Brunson versus Holland. So, I think Brunson did a really good job the whole fight. Um, he took uh, Holland down a lot, controlled yep. him on the ground, controlled him in the clinch. And I think a lot of people underrated him, me included. Uh huh. And um, I think Holland, I think a lot of people are saying that if Holland wasn't talking during that fight, he would have made a difference. But I think Derek Brunson's just that good. I, I don't think it would have made a difference. That's no hate on Holland either. Yeah, what man, you you're right, dude. It was a good fight. Uh, I think a lot of people bought into Kevin Holland's hype, you know? Uh, yeah. A lot of people were going for Holland. They were saying, you know, Big Mouth was going to win. Um, but besides the talking part, you know, Holland talking in the fight, I think that's just part of Holland's fight game. But mm-hmm. Brunson definitely played the smart fight. You know, I mean, he had to do what he had to do, you know? Why are you going to fix something that's not broken, right? He found success. He found lots of success, right, my man, in the takedowns. So he kept going for that. I don't blame him for that. And it was a good fight. It went all five rounds, right? Brunson maybe didn't get a finish, but Brunson still showed the middleweight division that, hey, he's here. He can beat people. And if you're going to want to beat him, then, you know, it's going to be a hard night. But what do you think is next for both of these guys, man? Um, I think, well, I think, first of all, I think Brunson versus Costa, that's who we called out. Who? I think that's going to be a great fight. I think oh. that will give a challenge for Costa, you know, a really good take, uh, wrestler, takedown threat. And I think, um, I think Kevin Holland, if he stays at middleweight, I think he should fight Uriah Hall. I think oh. that'd be a really good fight. And, um, if he goes to welterweight, like he said he would, I think he should fight Chamayev just because, you know. Both up and coming prospects, both pretty big names. I think it'd be a really good fight. Yeah, dude, that's a good one, man. Actually, uh, speaking on Brunson and Acosta, that would be a sick fight. You know, I mean, we know what happened yeah. with Acosta, right? He got uh, he he he's not gonna fight because he was supposed to fight Robert Whitaker, right? Yeah, but that's not gonna happen no more. Yeah, so now it's gonna uh-huh. be Robert Whitaker versus Gaston. Yeah, that's going to be But Brunson versus Acosta, that is a good fight. And, you know, with whatever's going yeah. on with Acosta, he can get more healthier and whatnot. 
Uh, that would be mm-hmm. a good fight. As far as Holland, dude, I heard you said Uriah Hall. That's a good fight. But yeah. Holland did say in a post-fight interview that he wanted to go back to down to uh, 170. He wanted to go mm-hmm. to 170, and he did uh, pick a name. He said uh, he said Bilal Muhammad. Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah, that that also be a really good fight. Yeah. Right, it would, dude. Yeah, I mean, both are coming off losses. You know, both they're not superstars, but they're well known by the hardcore like mm-hmm. you. So. I think that would be a good fight. But, dude, middleweight division right now, man, it's all over the place. Crazy. Do you think yeah. Derek Brunson could maybe, you know, give Izzy Stylebender a hard fight? Well, I mean, we saw how the first fight went, you know. Yeah. Uh, Brunson got KO'd. And <laughs> Adesanya stuffed his takedowns really well. He absolutely you know? did, man. So, I think, I, you know, that fight was a long time ago, though. And I think – both fighters mm-hmm. have improved since then, and we saw how easy Adesanya got taken down in his last fight. Yeah, you know, grant granted it was against a heavier opponent, but um, I think if Adesanya can't stuff Derek Brunson's takedowns, I think he can. He's a big threat to Adesanya, but I think on stand up, Adesanya wins every time. Yeah, I agree with you right there, my man. I mean, Stoutbender, he's. He's on a whole new level, you know. It's going to take someone mm-hmm. very talented to beat him at 185. And, you know, a lot of people think that, you know, Whitaker might be that guy. But we'll see if Whitaker can get past Gastelum and we'll see how he looks, right? So, yeah, I think um, Robert Whitaker's, uh, you know, he's really good. Yeah. But Kevin, Kelvin Gastelum, he's really, really tough. So I think that's going to be a hard fight for Whitaker. It is going to be fight, man. And I'm so excited for that one, dude. All right, brother, mm-hmm. what's another topic you want to touch on on this podcast? I think we should uh, talk about O'Malley versus Almeida. Ooh, That's going to be really Undefeated good O'Malley. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Um, mentally undefeated. Mentally undefeated, man. I mean, dude, look here. I want to tell all the fans that I become a fan of fighters in their interviews and how they carry themselves. But I did not like the way that uh, how Sean O'Malley, you know, started talking about himself when he lost to uh chito rivera i mean you know what if it was an injury or if it wasn't i mean a loss is a loss right but Mm -hmm. sean o'malley i mean he's a superstar you know um do you remember when he came into dana white contender series and he knocked out (laughs) i forgot who he knocked out but then he knocked out another guy in the ufc i think and just yeah his whole you know, demeanor. I mean, people seem to like it, you know, smokes weed. He, he talks good, you know, and his striking style is amazing. He's definitely, he's definitely the new generation of bantamweights. Yeah. But Thomas Almeida, man, I mean, he's coming off a few losses, right? Yeah. He's on a three fight uh, loss streak. Damn dude. Yeah. And I still remember a few years ago when, uh, you know, Thomas Almeida was on the rise and then he got yeah. knocked out by Garbrandt, dude. But who do you got in this one, man? I think um, I think it's really hard because, you know, he – I think Almeida's a really good striker. You know, he has 17 knockouts. Yeah, and, that's um, a lot, dude. But I think uh, O'Malley, you know, he's hard to bet against. You know, he's got eight eight knockouts, seven of which were in the first round. Yeah. You know, and um, – Oh, yeah. I think his striking is just really, really good. You know what I mean? He's he's good at fainting and that that um that that lefty throws, that's you know, it's crazy. Yeah. Or no, right, my bad. 
Yeah, man. Uh, Sean O'Malley, Almeida. Almeida, what I see from Almeida, you know, he has solid Muay Thai, right? I mean, he mm-hmm. is coming off uh, a few losses, definitely. Uh, and I don't know how that's going to, uh, you know, affect his his confidence, man, you know? Because yeah. Almeida knows that a lot of people are going to want Sean O'Malley to win, right? I mean, that's just a given, right? Mm-hmm. But Thomas Almeida is going to go in that fight. And, I mean, you know, from my perspective, I think Thomas Almeida might be fighting for his job, dude. Because a lot of people have been yeah. getting cut as of lately, huh? A lot of people. Uh-huh. And... He's not the biggest name. I mean, no offense, yeah. but he's not the biggest name in the UFC. Yeah, he's not, man. And we live in this world, you know, that the UFC is a business. So if you don't bring pay-per-view buys, if you don't bring, you know, a crowd because of you being a superstar, mm-hmm. then, yeah, you're probably going to get cut. So if Almeida wins, you know, it would be a big upset. Uh, but I definitely think Sean O'Malley's going to win by a finish, man. I mean, the way he throws his punches yeah. and kicks from all angles, I think he's going to be uh-huh. too elusive. The first round's going to say a lot, you know. I don't know if Sean O'Malley's yeah. going to want to feel Almeida out or if he's just going to go in for the kill. Same with Thomas Almeida. I mean, it's mm-hmm. one thing to watch footage on your opponents, right? But it's one thing to get in the cage and feel it, huh? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, we haven't seen O'Malley gone, uh, go past the first round a lot of times. So I think it'd be interesting. And also, I think, you know, if Almeida can kick his leg right yeah. – it, it could be really devastating to O'Malley. That might be it. That might play a huge part in this fight, honestly. Yeah, man. I definitely agree with that. I mean, kicks, throwing leg kicks at an opponent, you know, in any fight can definitely make them have yeah. second thoughts about, you know, doing anything. And uh, you're also right on the part about Sean O'Malley going the distance. I mean, before he lost to Chito Rivera, you know, he knocked out Eddie Wineland. He knocked out Jose Alberto Cunez. And... He did have a decision fight about three years ago against Andre Sokham Todd. But that was mm-hmm. a while ago, man. And, you know, Sean O'Malley, he always says in, is in his interviews that he wants to finish people. So we'll see if he can get it done, man. Yeah. We'll see. But I got O'Malley. You as well? Excited for that one. Yeah, I got O'Malley. All right. O'Malley it is, man. Heck yeah, heck yeah. All right. The next topic we're going to talk about is it's also on the card uh, – it's also on the card, man. Tyron Woodley versus yeah. Vicente Luque. Tyron Woodley, the former UFC welterweight champion. He won the belt against uh, – he. Be- I know he knocked out uh, – back in the day, he knocked – what's that guy with the uh, bleach Josh Koshek. Josh Koshek, bleach hair, yeah. yeah. He knocked him out. Then he beat Carlos Condit in- by an injury or something, right? Yeah, he beat Robbie for the belt, Robbie Lawler. Beat Robbie Lawler for the belt, damn. Knocked him out cold in the first round. That was crazy. First round, it was super crazy, yeah. dude. And then he also has a title defense against um, Darren Till, right? A submission. Stephen Thompson. Stephen Thompson. Damian Maya. Oh, dude, those Wonder Boy fights. He's fought so close. a bunch of names. Yeah. yeah, he has. He has fought a bunch of names. One fight that never happened, dude. Remember when he got uh, booked against uh, Johnny Hendricks? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that fight never happened because of injuries or whatever. But anyways, Vicente Luque uh, versus Tyron Woodley. I think yeah. Woodley has to wrestle to win this fight, man. That's it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. What about you, man? I think, you know, Luque, I mean, Woodley has the power, the knockout power, but Luque's never been knocked out. 
And, you know, he's taller than Woodley. He's really good at striking. And I think Woodley, he's mostly going to back up, look for the overhand, or he's going to oh, yeah. try to take him down. But, um, you know, if that doesn't work, I think Luke a wins this for sure. And, you know, Woodley's on a 3-5 losing streak. Yeah. There's a lot of talk about him being cut too. So I think he's also going to be fighting for his job potentially. Yeah, man. I definitely, definitely agree, dude. I mean, T. Wood, you know, in – in every interview, you know, he says the same thing. Oh, I'm back to my old self, right? Yeah. But we don't see it, man, you know? Maybe after mm-hmm. three losses, maybe it's time for you to, you know, get back to yourself, Woodley. Uh, I was reading this article on MMA Mania, man, and I'm going to quote this for everyone here to listen. It was talking about uh, Tyrone Woodley. So it says, UFC is unlikely to keep T-Wood around for another fight if he continues to get backed into the cage. Even if he loses, Woodley will at least have a chance if he goes down swinging. On the flip side, a victory definitely proves that Woodley remains one of the top 10 best welterweights. So, yeah, man, I don't know, man. Woodley, he just gets backed up a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. He hasn't, um, pretty sure he hasn't won a round in uh, his last 15 rounds, which is, you know, pretty sad. Dude, it is Considering sad, he was the former champion. Yeah, and we've seen the decline just take place immediately. I mean, yeah, during that Kamar Usman fight, I mean, he just he just wasn't the same, you know? Yeah, complete domination from Usman. He got dominated, man. Dominated bad. And yeah. uh, everything that he said he was going to do to Kamar Usman, Kamaru did to him. It was just... Mm-hmm. You know, pretty embarrassing, man, for him. But he is a former champion, so he knows how yeah. to win. And he knows what it takes, you know, to defend the title. So mm-hmm. I'm really hoping that Woodley can win this fight, man. But I just don't see it happening, dude. Yeah, I got Luke. What about you? I got Luke too. Nice, yeah. nice. And Luke, man, if he wins this, it's going to be good for him. You know, he's not a... Yeah, he's not a superstar, but if you be a name like Woodley and you have Woodley on your resume as a victory, mm-hmm. that'll definitely put Luke, you know, a little bit up there, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, Woodley's a big name, so I think you know, every every fight Luke gets, as long as he wins, it's only up from here. I mean, you know, he's knocked out, or he didn't knock him out, but he he fought Nico Price, yeah. and Nico Price lost by doctor stoppage, and um. Split decision went over Mike Perry. Yep, that was a good one. Submitted Nico Price. So I think, you know, he could definitely be a threat to everyone in the top five if he keeps doing what he's doing. I agree, man. I agree. And, you know, you mentioned he did uh, beat Nico Price. Uh, Vicente Luque also fought Wonderboy in 2019, and he lost that fight by, by a decision. But Wonderboy mm-hmm. is a top five guy, you know, and Vicente Luque is getting another chance at another top five guy, Tyrone Woodley. Yeah. So, yes, this will be very, very good for him. Uh, So, Vicente, man, do you think he's going to get a finish on Woodley, bro? Mm, I don't know. I mean, Woodley's got a really good chin. He does. I mean, he hasn't been knocked out by his last three opponents, but he's been knocked out before. Yeah. But, um, he has. I don't. I don't know. I don't think. I don't think he can get the finish. I think it's going to go to another decision, but it's going to be a pretty dominant decision, honestly. Yeah, man. Oof. And that's going to be on the main card, ladies and gentlemen, this Saturday, UFC 260. So we talked about Sean O'Malley already. We talked about Tyron Woodley. It's going to be a great fight. Trace. Mm-hmm. What other stuff you want to talk about, brother? 
you already know Francis versus Stipe heavyweight championship. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. And still, (laughs) really, I think no. I I you know I think Stipe he won the first. He did, and he got complete. You know, he wrestled Francis to a decision. Oh yeah, Francis didn't look himself after you know the first round, but I think you know. Steve, I think Stipe got hurt by a couple of Francis mm-hmm. punches too. I mean, Francis has one hit knockout power. He does. You know, there's no question about but, that. But but I think Stipe, you know, he's got really good boxing. I think he's probably one of the most, you know, if you, if you're a casual, yep. you're you you usually underrate Stipe. He's usually the um, he's not the favorite in a lot of his fights, which is pretty weird considering he's the champ. But um, I think he's gonna I think he's gonna win if um. He just keeps taking Francis down, you know. But um, if Francis, because he's got Usman in his corner. Yeah. Kamaru oh, Usman, welterweight champ. I think if he can stuff those takedowns and he's worked on his cardio a little bit, I think he can – I think he could win. I think it's definitely possible. But, yeah, I'm still rooting for Stipe. I think he can get the win, honestly. Nice, man. Yeah, damn. Trace, great breakdown. I agree with you, man. You. Takedowns. But – I mean, it's one thing to, I don't know, man, because Francis is going to go in that fight, and he's going to know that Stipe already beat him. But yeah, I think that fight was, what, two years ago, three years ago, right? Three years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. If Stipe goes in for that shot, and if he does take down Francis, right? Let's say he takes down Francis in the first round, and the round is over, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I think Kamaru probably, you know, tell uh, tell Francis, hey, you know, stick to the game plan, right? Get some underhooks, get a sprawl going. But it's one thing for you to get coached, coached by Kamaru Usman, who's a great wrestler. Yeah. And it's one thing to go in there with the heavyweight champion who has title mm-hmm. defense. So, I don't know, man. That first round's going to say a lot because Stipe also knows, yeah. Stipe knows that he's been rocked. I mean... I don't know if you remember that fight. I, I, I just saw it on Instagram, dude. A highlight about Alistair Overeem. He rocked Stipe. Do you remember that fight? Yeah, I do remember that. I dude, saw that. Stipe went down, man. So Yeah, and, you know, huh? Overeem went for the submission, which was, that was the mistake. Yeah, Overeem that made. was bizarre, yeah. man. That was really bizarre. Uh, I don't know, man. It's going to be a crazy fight. It's five rounds. You know, it could be a repetition of the last fight, right? Five rounds of Stipe winning. Yeah. Or, you know, I don't know, man. Francis could also just knock him out, you know, in the first round, mm-hmm. second round. I think maybe we can both agree that Francis, if he's going to win this fight, it's, it's probably going to be in the first three rounds at least, you know? Yeah. But it's going to be bananas, man. Heavyweights. The big boys. Don't count them out. These guys can yeah. knock each other out in a blink of an eye or anything. On the ground. Always fun to oh, watch. Always fun to watch, man. And I got a question for you, man. All right. Let's say Francis wins. Does Dana White give mm-hmm. Stipe the trilogy fight? Yes or no? Well, I think it's it's not been officially decided, uh-huh. but I think Dana said something about yeah. John Jones yeah. being next. So, yeah. I think, you know, whoever wins this fight on Saturday, it's going to be a really hard challenge for them, and we're going to get to see how John uh, John performs. Oh, yeah, man. And that's a topic for another day, man. But you're right, dude. 
I think more John Jones talk will happen after this weekend, definitely, with the winner yeah. of this main event. Because John Jones is going up to heavyweight, and Dana White has said that he's going to get a title shot. But which fight would you rather see more, Trace Stipe versus Jones or Francis versus Jones? Honestly, I think I'd rather see Stipe versus Ooh. Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. Because, you know, Nganu, you know, he's really good, but he got taken out of my Stipe. He's not predominantly a wrestler. Yeah. So I think it'd be – it would look a lot like the Stipe versus Nganu fight if he fought Jones. But I think, you know, Stipe is really, really good. You can never count him out. But John at heavyweight, wow, that's going to be crazy. Yeah, it really is, man. I cannot wait for this fight. Ladies and gentlemen, main event, UFC 260. The big boys, a rematch. Go and watch the first fight. I think it's on YouTube. Look for it on YouTube. Look for it on the UFC, Instagram. Go on Fight Pass. Watch the first fight. Mm -hmm. And then you'll see who do you think is going to win the main event this Saturday. But I got Stipe. Trace, who do you got? Yeah, I got Stipe. Team Stipe, Mr. Firefighter. And still, uh, this is going to be a great title defense for him. You know, a rematch. So... It's definitely going to look good on his resume. And he beat Daniel Cormier already, dude. You know, so uh, yeah. do you think Stipe Crazy. is the heavyweight GOAT if he beats uh, Francis this Saturday? I mean, personally, I already think he yeah. is. And if he's not if he's not the GOAT already, he's definitely in the conversation. Absolutely. But, yeah, a win over Ngani will secure him as the GOAT. No hell doubt. yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. Woo! UFC 260! All right, Trace, what's another topic we try to cover, brother, for the fans? Uh, we should talk about Till versus Vittori. Ooh, Till versus Vittori, man. Vittori, yeah. I was looking at the odds, dude, and he's a favorite, right? Man. He's a favorite, I think. You know, That's I got weird. my internet up here, so, you know, I'm going to pull the odds up again one more time. But Martin Vittori, he's on a four-fight win streak. Darren yeah. Till, he lost to Robert Whitaker, but before that, he beat Gastelum in the split decision. Mm-hmm. But this... Then he got KO'd uh-huh. by Jorge before Yeah, that. Jorge Masvidal. I remember that fight, man. And that was the start of, you know, Jesus game bread, right? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, Darren Till, man. Martin Vittori. The middleweights. There's a lot of things going on at middleweights, ladies and gentlemen. We obviously have this fight coming mm-hmm. up. Martin Vittori versus Darren Till. Later in the year, we have Robert Whitaker versus Kelvin Gastelum. And we don't know who Israel Adesanya is going to fight. I think he's definitely going to fight the winner of Gastelum and Whitaker. But, yeah, for right, sure. Trace? But nowadays, Trace, with this COVID and people pulling out of fights, you never know, right? We can't put our eggs in one basket. Mm. So I think the UFC making this fight is also very good because. You know, this serves more like a uh, the middleweight who won a fight but is not there to be the top contender. But if some shit goes down between Gastelum and a uh, Robert Whitaker, then Taylor or Vittori winner could jump in there, you know, and yeah. save the show or something. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it would be an interesting fight no matter what, you know. It's going to be really good. And um, Vittori, you know. It's great. Um, BJJ, oh, yeah. you know, nine That's submissions. A lot. 
and he's on and he's on a four fight win streak. Confidence. Yeah, but um, Tilly, you know, he's really really good. You know, he's a great striker, and you know, I think he could give Adesanya a tough fight if I'm being honest. Yeah. He's really big. You know, absolutely he is. Martin Vittori too. He last is coming off a win off of Jack Hermanson, a good decision. And that fight was fight of the night, ladies and gentlemen. So go ahead and go back and mm-hmm. watch those highlights. Martin Vittori showcased some great skill sets. As far as um, a lot of people don't know this, but Mark- Marvin Vittori fought Israel Desanya about three years ago, and he lost a split decision. He yeah. lost a pl- split decision. I don't remember that fight very much because the last time I saw it was when it happened. But Martin Vittori, he's on a roll. He's got confidence. Mm-hmm. He, if he wins this fight, that's five wins in a row. I don't think that him, I don't think that Martin Vittori beating Darren Till will give him a title shot, but it will definitely put him in the conversation and make Dana White, you know, hear him more. Because, hey, man, I fought five fights. I've won them all in a row. You know, maybe yeah. you could sell that fight with Israel Desanya, the rematch, right? Well, Here's what I think. I think that Vittori or Till, whoever wins that fight, should fight the loser of Gastelum Ooh, versus like Whitaker. And the, and the winner of Gastelum versus Title. Whitaker should fight yeah. Adesanya. That's what I think. Matchmaker. There we go, brother. Yeah. Dana White, you heard it. I yeah. agree with you, man. But who do you got in this fight? <laughs> yeah. And, hey, this, ladies and gentlemen, this fight is on UFC on ABC2. The first ABC event yeah. we saw at the beginning of the year was Max Holloway versus Calvin Cater. So, I'm just Great excited time. for MMA. UFC, it's coming. To, it came to ESPN. UFC had its run with Fox. UFC is now going on ABC. So, the more people know about MMA, the better. But, I got Vittorio, yeah. brother. What about you? Really? I got Till, nice. honestly. I think it's going to be a good... I think it's going to be a hard fight yep. for Till, but it's hard to bet against yeah, him. Yeah, man. So. Till, man. And at middleweight, he looks good because he was killing... To go to yeah. uh, Welterweight, man, you know? He was. Yeah. Darren Till, Martin Vittori at 185 pounds. April 10th, in less than three weeks, it's coming. At the UFC Apex from Nevada, Las Vegas. Yeah. Woo! All right, brother. What else should we talk about? Uh, I think we should talk about Charles Oliveira oh. versus Michael Chandler. For the lightweight title. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. All right. Do you want to fill our crowd in, man? What happened with Khabib and what's going on? Let the fans know what's going on with the the lightweight division right now. All right. So, Khabib finally, officially retired. I think last Uh, week, right? Last week. This week. Well, he's not the champion no more. You know? That's it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Vacant title. Going to Michael Chandler versus Charles Oliveira, the winner of that oh, fight. Yeah. I think this is a this is a crazy fight, you know, because Charles Oliveira, he's on a win streak against some really good fighters, and we haven't seen Michael Chandler in the UFC yet, besides yeah. Dan Hooker, which was a first fight knockout. So, I think it's going to be a really interesting. fight. It's going to be a very interesting fight. The way I look at this fight, you know, from a journey perspective. Charles Oliveira has been in the UFC for 10 years, ladies and gentlemen. 10 years. He's mm-hmm. fought a lot of people. He's lost to some people. And out of nowhere, these past two years, he just put on this win streak. 
He beat uh he beat he just beat Tony Ferguson, right? Which was a great win for him. He mm-hmm. beat Kevin Lee a few fights ago. But as Michael Chandler, Michael Chandler has the same MMA experience as Charles Oliveira. Michael Chandler has been fighting MMA right out of college. He has been in Bellator for about 10 years or more. He's been the champion in Bellator three times. So experience, mm-hmm. I'll give to both Oliveira and Michael Chandler. They both have the same amount of experience. But this is a great, great stylistic matchup. And the way I look at this fight, Trace, is Charles the Bronx Jiu-Jitsu <clears throat> versus Michael Chandler's yeah. super awesome Mike Tyson style, you know, boxing. Mm-hmm. And it, his wrestling's there. But, man, dude, I don't know who to pick in this fight, dude. I keep going back and forth. I keep thinking that Michael Chandler's going to catch Oliveira. Then I keep thinking that Charles Oliveira might get taken down and then he's going to sweep Chandler or... Mm-hmm try to get him in his famous guillotine choke. I mean, you never know, right? You never know, yeah. man. What do you got to say about this fight? I think, I mean, okay, so we've seen Charles Oliveira get knocked yeah. out before, but we've never seen Michael Chandler get submitted. Yeah. So Dude. I think it's going to be really interesting. Yeah, man. You know, I think, because, you know, I mean, Michael Chandler, he's got power. He's got 10 yeah. knockouts, you know. And I think Charles Oliveira, you know, if, if he if he is taken down, I think he's going to be co- somewhat comfortable. You know, he's got really good uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, 19 submissions. A lot. So I I don't know who to pick. I'm going to say – I don't even know. <laughs> Same. I'm going to say, uh, I'm gonna say Ooh, Oliveira. Charlie Olive. All right. Hey, yo, but, but let's yeah. be real, man. They know why, you know, he found his new poster boy, right? Michael Chandler, huh? Yeah. He found his new poster yeah. boy, you know. I mean, I get it. You know, Michael Chandler, he he speaks well. He, he he looks good. He's a family guy. He carries the American flag. Uh, Charles Oliveira mm-hmm. winning the title would be awesome because, you know, like I said, he's been in the UFC for 10 years, you know, 10 years. That's a long time. And, yeah. you know, at the beginning of his UFC career, you know, he's lost to some guys. He puts his win streak together. As far as Michael Chandler, you know, personally, but again, the UFC is a business. I don't think Michael Chandler should be fighting for the title. But, hey, I'm no Dana White, right? Yeah. He did beat Dan Hooker, right? Mm-hmm. Quick knockout. Came, into the, came into the UFC. But his first top five opponent is definitely Charles Oliveira, right? Charles mm-hmm. Oliveira, man. Versus Michael Chandler, ladies and gentlemen. For the UFC vacant lightweight title. This fight is going to take place when, dude? July, right? Yeah, okay. Uh, I think so. In the I think summer, July. Nothing's officially yeah. booked yet, but there's like yeah. Yeah, in the summer, it's gonna happen. We're gonna have a new lightweight champion, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure uh, that around that same time, Trace, we're gonna see the Dustin Poirier versus Conor McGregor trilogy fight, huh? Yeah, I think that's gonna be a crazy. Fight. I think the winner of that sh- fight should fight for um, the title for sure. Oh wait, it's gonna be a oh, man. Uh, Oliver Oh, in May. And, yeah. Awesome, awesome. All right, so we're going to have a new lightweight champion, ladies and gentlemen, in May. And best bet that Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier will be watching that fight very, very closely. So Charles Oliveira mm-hmm. is Trace's pick. As for me, I'm just going to go with Trace's pick then. 
Charles Oliveira. Because I keep going back and forth, ladies and gents. I don't know who's going to win. Both yeah. of these guys are great. They both have great ground game, great striking game. Oof, I can't wait for those interviews coming up. I can't wait for the <laughs> countdown that's going to come up. And, damn, the lightweight title, dude. I mean, a new champion. It's always interesting to see a new champion, you know. And it's 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 not easy winning the belt, right? But we're going to see yeah. who can defend this title, you know, whether it's against Connor or Dustin. Hopefully, the winner of Chandler or Oliveira defends this belt by the end of the year. Hopefully, you know, maybe November, December. And, yeah, yeah. holy shit, lightweight. For the longest time, Khabib was holding <laughs> up the division, right? Exactly. Just completely dominated the division. Can be interesting. Yeah, dude. Oh, man. All right. Well, I got to throw something in there for you, Trace. Justin Gaethje, what the fuck happens with him now? Who does he fight? Where does he go? I don't know. I I, I honestly think he should have been a part of this fight. Agree. But, you know, I think it's. I think he could fight the loser of Poirier versus Gaethje. uh, Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. Or. Is Dan Hooker booked? Dan Hooker is not booked? booked yet, man. He's not. I think I think that could be an interesting fight, but I think Dan Hooker yeah. is low in the rankings for DHG, but amen. Could yeah. still be an interesting I fight. I like your pick <laughs> on uh, the loser of Connor and Poirier because, I mean, Justin Gaethje was the last interim champion. I mean, the, the other interim champion at Lightweight mm-hmm. was Dustin Poirier, right? And Tony Ferguson, mm-hmm. but this was back in 2017. Damn, man, we've seen a lot of interim champions in the lightweight division. Now that I yeah. think about it, huh? Crazy. Fuck. Three, yeah. yeah. Three. Tony Ferguson, then Poirier, then Gaethje. Or maybe the other way around. I don't know. It was Ferguson, Poirier, Ferguson, Gaethje. Poirier, Gaethje. Beautiful. And now we're going to see a new lightweight champion. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited for this fight, man. Yeah, but Justin Gaethje... Dana White did him dirty, man. I think it should have been Gaethje, Gaethje versus Oliveira yeah. would have probably been the fight. You know? Me, you know? In my opinion, actually, I don't know. Do you think it would have been a bigger fight? Uh, bigger fight um, as in pay-per-views, right? Yeah. Oh, shit. I don't know. Justin Gaethje, he's a likable guy, right? But but this whole Michael yeah. Chandler train, you know, the new guy, the, the, the new kid on the block. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Especially after yeah, that, that debut. Yeah, that was sick. That debut was Crazy sick. Baby. I think UFC made the right call as far as, you know, trying to build a superstar. But Gaethje, man, he'll be back, though. Gaethje will fight this year, without a doubt. Yeah, the lightweight division, sure. ladies and gentlemen, is moving forward. Khabib, the lightweight GOAT, has officially retired. And, you know, we're mm-hmm. going to see a new champion in May. We're gonna probably gonna see that champion defend his belt by the end of the year, and let's just keep watching these awesome fights, ladies and gentlemen. Trace will lead us into the next topic. What do you got for us, brother? The return of Misha Tate that no one, no one knew about, no one knew no one about, expected, no one, and no one, no one really <laughs> I know, asked right? for either. Dude, when I saw the breaking news on ESPN, I said, "Huh, all right." I mean, yeah. should I be excited? Should I be happy? I don't know, dude. You know? I don't know, brother. So, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen, Misha Tate is the former UFC champion in the bantamweight division. But she she won the title against Holly Holm on the same night 
that Connor fought Diaz. I don't know if it was the first fight or the second fight. I forget. Oh, the first? All right. Oh, yeah. When Mm -hmm. Connor got submitted by Diaz. Nice. And then Misha Tate tried defending her belt, but she couldn't against the GOAT. Amanda Mm -hmm. Nunes. Yeah. So, were you a fan of Misha um, Tate, Trace? What? Um, not really. I mean, yeah. nothing, nothing I personal you. against her. I just, you know, wasn't that interesting to me. I like Holly. Yeah, Holly Holmes, Holmes beats too, man. And ladies and gentlemen, the opponent that Mish Tate will be fighting is Maureen Renau. I hope I said her name right. She's on a three-fight losing streak or four-fight losing streak. She's 44 years old, 43 years old. She's a PE teacher. And she's good, right? I mean, she's in, she's in the UFC for a reason. But she, she, yeah. she also said it's her last fight. Right, Trace? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, man. That, she really? said Damn. that this is going to be her retirement fight. Uh, Maureen Renou. Yeah, brother. Yeah, yeah. So, mm. yeah, I know, right? It's, so, Misha, Tate's, Misha Tate hasn't fought in four years. And her first fight is going to be against a fighter yeah. who's fighting for the last time. Now that I think about it, that is a little weird, you know? Yeah, it's a really weird fight for Misha. I mean, she hasn't fought yeah. since 2016. And, you know, she was on a two-fight yeah, losing streak before that. Um, she said she has the skill set to beat Nunez. And, you know, I don't – you know, yeah. I, I just don't believe that. Nothing against Misha Tate, but Amanda Nunes is just too good. Way too good, man. I agree, dude. And the way I see this fight playing out is I honestly think Misha Tate is probably past her prime. Ladies and gentlemen, Misha Tate has been fighting since the Strike Force days. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, And Trace, I still remember watching that fight with uh, Misha Tate versus Rousey and Strike Force back in 2011, dude. I remember that, man. Yeah, I was mm. telling myself, holy shit, you know, these girls get down. And, you know, crazy yeah, she's dude, right? A long, long time, brother. And, you know, she's been commentating, you know, she has a family now. But as far as picks, I'm just going to have to go with, damn, dude, I don't even know who to pick. I mean, it's a weird fight. May the best woman win, you know? I think I think Tate's gonna win just because I I don't know I feel like she might have more experience than yeah. Renault. Yeah. you know what I mean yeah her experience is definitely time. gonna be a big factor I mean she's not gonna be starstruck by any means she's been on the biggest stages before you know so I agree with you there then you yeah. go with Tate I'll go with Tate too man we got one last topic to cover ladies and gentlemen and a few days ago we had lots of breaking news Trace do you remember that I don't know what day it was dude. But we got tons of news in one night. It was Michael Chandler versus Oliveira. Yeah. Lots and lots crazy. of news. I can't remember the other news. Do you? It, it was Dillashaw versus Corey Sanhagen. There you go. The snake in the Dillashaw. grass is back. Woo. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say yeah. it. Team Killershaw. There you go. Yeah, Wow, yeah. dude. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, guys. I mean, you know, a little backstory. Hmm. You know, I started watching MMA in 2011. And Trace, one of the first uh, MMA shows that I watched was Ultimate Fighter, right? It was Team Bisping versus mm-hmm. uh, Team... Uh, do you remember that? Sh- Team Bisping versus... But TJ, TJ Dillashaw was on there. And TJ Dillashaw made it to the finals of the Ultimate Fighter. 
and he got knocked out by John Dotson. And I've been watching yeah. TJ Dillashaw since 2011. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wrestled at Cal State Fullerton, and I actually went to school there. And one of my wrestling coaches went there. So he's a local mm-hmm. boy right here from Orange County. But he is coming off a loss. TJ Dillashaw got knocked out yeah. by Henry Cejudo in January of 2019 at flyweight at 125 pounds. But at bantamweight, he was probably the second best bantamweight, you know? Yeah, he's he's a he's killer. a killer. Break this fight down for us, brother. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, you got Dillashaw. He he throws crazy combos. Yes. You know, I think he's good everywhere too. You know, he's got a submission. Yeah, he's very well rounded. He's just really, really good. Yeah, I think Sandhagen. You know, coming off Beautiful two knockout. knockouts, crazy knockouts too. He's a really good striker, and you know. I, I'm, I'm still going to say that Dillashaw okay. wins this just because, you know, Dillashaw is so good. He's really sharp. He throws really, really good combos. He's got knockout power. Oh, yeah. He can wrestle. He's got great cardio. Just overall really, really good. I think it's going to be a hard fight for Santagin, but... Nice, Dillashaw man. Dude, I it. agree with you, man. So, uh, after TJ Dillashaw got suspended, you know, he did talk about some shoulders, uh some shoulder surgery. Do you remember about that? Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, so I think so. He got that taken care of. And he's been, he's not been active in two years. But, you know, if you follow TJ Dillashaw's Instagram, ladies and gentlemen, he's always training. All the, all the time. He's always yeah. training at multiple gyms with multiple training partners. So there's no doubt in my mind that his skill set has been being sharpened these past two years. But the thing that concerns me is uh, ring rust. That's one thing that concerns me, you know? Because it's one thing to train, mm. you know, every day, right, at the gym with your homies. But when you get inside that octagon, you're going to tell yourself, you know, from TJ, from TJ Dillashaw's point of view, from my eyes, holy fuck, I haven't stepped inside this cage in two years. I'm a little nervous. Why am I nervous? I've been training hard. But on the other hand, you got Corey Sanhagen. Dude, Trace, you mentioned it. Corey Sanhagen has two sick ass knockouts, right? Let's let's remind the yeah our audience about who he knocked out. He just knocked out Frankie Edgar in the first round, right? That was sick with the mm-hmm. fucking flying knee out of nowhere, right? Twenty eight seconds. Twenty eight seconds. How crazy is that? And then before that, who did he knock out? Knocked Mar- out of Marlon Marais. It was like, it was like a spinning wheel spinning kick, I think, in the second Right round. on the dome. Crazy. Right on the head. That was sick. And uh-huh. he did lose before winning against uh, Magic Marlon Marais. He did get submitted quick by Algernon Sterling. But why am I bringing this up, ladies and gentlemen? Check mm-hmm. this out. TJ Dillashaw is one of those guys that he grew up wrestling, right? He is a great wrestler. But... These past few years, he's fallen in love with his striking game. I think if TJ Dillashaw wants mm-hmm. to win this fight, he's probably going to have to wrestle. And I bring that up because I remember a fight a couple years ago with TJ Dillashaw versus John Lineker. He wrestled in that fight. And he held down John Lineker. And Corey Sanhagen, you know, he's a great fighter, but... I don't know, man. He is definitely has a lot of confidence right now. 
But TJ Dillashaw is a former champion. He's been there, done that. So it's going to... Yeah. TJ Dillashaw is going to be Corey's toughest fight yet. Toughest fight. Without a mm-hmm. doubt, man. For sure. So you said you got uh, Killershaw, right? You did. Absolutely, man. What are you sure. thinking? A finish? Yep. A decision? Um, I don't know. Corey has never been knocked out before, yeah. but he has been submitted once to the former champ, Alderman Sterling. So, I mean, TJ Dillashaw, he, I think he I can agree. get the finish. He's got a um, lot of... I'm oh, not sure man, if he's going to yeah. be a knockout. I don't but... really see Corey getting knocked out either, man. I Maybe a decision win for mm-hmm. TJ, you know? Yeah, that is, yeah, that's, that's probably and the most. I don't think it's gonna option. be a uh, a dominant victory for TJ though. You know, I think it might be a little closer than people might expect. You know, because if we also mm-hmm. remember, uh, you know, in past interviews with Corey Sanhagen, especially after he beat Frankie Edgar, Corey Sanhagen came on ESPN Plus with Ariel Hawani, and he said that he used to train with TJ. And that he would get the better of him. And that TJ knows that Corey has his number. But hey, training in the gym is different than training in the cage, right? Way different. And I don't even know if uh, fans are going to be at that fight, man. Because, you know, the world is going back to normal a little bit. Let me look that up quick. TJ Dillashaw versus Corey Sanhagen. Yeah, I don't know... when so this fight's gonna be on May around the same time as uh Charles Char- Charlie Oliveira and Michael Chandler, right? Hmm. Yeah, I think it's gonna be it's gonna oh, be its own main event. Five rounds, bro, Trace, which is gonna be holy shit. Yeah, it's gonna be five rounds. The week before uh, oh, Charles Oliveira. Damn, damn, damn. Ladies and gentlemen, next week is April. April has a lot of awesome fights for us, but May seems to be the month that a lot of the best fights are going to happen, huh? Oh, yeah. May. Yeah. TJ Dillashaw versus Corey Sanhagen, ladies and gentlemen. Five-round fight. Main event, May 8th. The former UFC bantamweight champion coming back against the new guy, Corey Sanhagen. Young guy. Two knockouts so far. We've talked about a lot of shit in this podcast. Some of Trace's picks were the same as mine. Trace has some good insight on MMA. Please follow Trace on Instagram at the MMA Diaries, right? The MMA Diaries. Yeah. All right. Mr. Trace, you want to say goodbye to the audience? Yeah, thanks. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. It's fun being on this podcast. Love to be back sometime. Hell yeah. yeah. We'll definitely have you back, brother. And my name is Ezekiel, all the way from Orange County, California. Blast Fight Life Podcast number two. Woo! We out. Peace out, Trace.